Guys, if you go to Subway and you want to add avocado to your <laughs> sandwich, you have to pay like a dollar extra. Hi everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Beth, an English teacher, casual blogger, and frugality enthusiast, and I'm here with my sister, Jessica. Hey everyone, I'm Jessica. I'm an outdoorsy teacher who very much misses the days when gas was less than $2 a gallon. In this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks, and today we're talking about inflation. Inflation. Dun, dun, dun. Don't chase the money. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Cause you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Ha. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. So before we dive into our big topic of inflation, we have our subscriber shout out. So again, if you want your 15 seconds of fame, <laughs> on the podcast we would love to shout you out with anything that you have to tell us about so it could be a review on any podcasting app that you use it could be an email or a comment on social media we would love 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 to hear from you so today's subscriber shout out goes out to emily smiles and she says i love this podcast beth and jessica sound like they're having so much fun their combined stories of getting out of debt and frugal living offer something for everyone who is aiming to keep better track of finances, pay off debt, or just live well on a budget. So thank you so much to Emily Smiles for that lovely yeah. review on Apple Podcasts. We really thank appreciate you. you listening. And we would love to hear from other listeners to hear what you guys think about the show. Yeah. Okay. So this is maybe the topic that I've been the least excited to talk about, but feel like is one of the most... Uh, critical is not the right word. Most influential when it comes to budget. Yes. Like you can't, you could ignore it, but you can't make it go away. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. So we thought, let's talk about it. Let's not ignore it. Let's talk about it. So just to start out with a little definition of inflation from www.economicshelp.org because I needed a simple definition, <laughs> um, is you. that... Topicshelp.org. <laughs> that's right. Inflation is basically a rise in prices. A more exact definition of inflation is a situation of a sustained increase in the general price level in an economy. Inflation means an increase in the cost of living as the price of goods and services rise. And we just live this every year. Like you always see gas prices going up. You see college tuition going up, you see your food costing more money. All yeah, y'all in Southern California, you know what this is all about with housing mm -hmm. for people in the lower mainland in Canada. You guys know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definite increase in housing prices. Yeah. And it can kind of seem subtle, which to me, I think is one of the reasons it's hardest for me to accept it. Cause it's like, Hey, wait a minute. Like how come my grocery budget isn't going as far as it used to, or wait, I'm not used to this. And it's because it's just like a subtle increase. And all of a sudden you realize gas is more than $4 a gallon. And you're thinking, how did that even happen? Right. And just to like really give you an idea of how much things have changed, the average price for a gallon of gas in 1950 was 18 cents. 18 cents. I love 18 that. cents. I mean, oh, wow. for a dollar, for a dollar, you could get like almost half a tank of gas. That's amazing. Okay, car prices in the 1950s. The average cost of a new car 
was $1,510 in New car. A new car. A new car. And by the end of the decade, so by the end of the 1950s, was $2,200. A so new car. So even in that one decade, it went up $700. It's crazy. It's a lot of money. That's, it went up 50%. That's yeah, crazy. that's right. Yep. That's crazy. Um, going to the movies. So in oh 1950, because we know like ticket prices are getting higher. Um, okay. My yeah. movie theater here in town, they just got these really nice, um, what are they called? Luxury loungers. So oh, they're, yeah. they're recliners. So instead of just getting like a normal movie theater seat, you now get a recliner and they yep. have heated seats. So oh, my. Uh, they're pretty legit, but the ticket prices went up too. So we know like ticket prices at movies are not cheap, but in 1950, a person could purchase a movie ticket for 46 cents. Oh my gosh. Like I, I would buy popcorn if I only had to pay 46 cents. (laughs) Yeah. I'd go to the movies a lot more if it was only 46 cents. Yes. And by 2016, the average ticket price had increased to $8 and 65 cents, depending on where you live in your Vancouver, it's like $14 to go. Right. It's right. These are averages. So in some places it might've been less, some places more, but still you can see like the crazy difference. Yes. Yes. Okay. The last one that we want to talk about is the hamburger. So when McDonald's started in the 1950s, they took out an ad in a paper saying that they had 15 cent hamburgers, 19 cent cheeseburgers, and 10 cent French fries and sodas. Guys, if you go to Subway and you want to add avocado to your <laughs> sandwich, you have to pay like a dollar extra, but to go right. from a hamburger to a cheeseburger, four cents, not bad. That's awesome. Ugh, so now you go to McDonald's and you definitely cannot get a 15 cent hamburger anymore. No. For sure, no. Not at all. So things are always going up. They're always going to go up. And so the reason we felt like we just need to talk about this is that you can't avoid it. So we have to find a way to accept it and work with it and still live full happy lives even when prices are going up. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some things that we've noticed that have gone up over the years and ways that you can accept it and move on with your life. Cause you could just be that crotchety person who sits in your house and complains about prices like I do sometimes, or you can make a plan and decide what you're going to do about it. So in going through these things, I'll tell you the things that I get very crotchety about. Mm-hmm. So housing for sure has gone up. If you want to buy a house, it mm-hmm. definitely, it, your money does not go as far in mm-hmm. paying for a mortgage. Gas for sure has gone up. When I was in high school, gas was $2.15 a gallon. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Canada and it is a lot more than that now. <laughs> um, car prices for sure have gone up. Oh, College yeah. tuition, as we all know. Food has definitely gone up. Just any kind mm-hmm. of food that you buy, even if you're just buying produce, has definitely gone up. Mm-hmm. Cell phones, as we get you know more fancier cell phones and different brands that are more expensive, that price has certainly gone up. Mm -hmm. And then the thing that I get exceptionally crotchety about is Mm. flights. So, you know, we like to visit family and we live far away from all of our family. And so when we buy flights, I'm always like, I can't believe how much it's gone up. I remember when I was in college and I would fly home and it was a hundred dollars one way. So I'd be like, if I could get a a flight for a hundred dollars, that was like about the average. So like Mm -hmm. Mm dollar round trip. Now you can't go anywhere for a hundred dollars. Really? It's just so much more expensive. So that's the one. If you hear me complaining about prices, <laughs> that's, that's going to be the one. The one I'm about. That's yeah. the one right now. 
Yep. Yeah. You know, the one that maybe I don't complain about the most, but that totally caught me off guard and really made me understand inflation was college tuition. Cause I'm very yes. much a planner. So when I was going to college, I knew like, okay, my plan is to go for four years. I have this much money saved up. I have this much that maybe like my parents or my grandparents are contributing. I'm going to be working. So I'll contribute this much. You know, I had all these plans, scholarships. I'm like piecing it together. But as I was budgeting for this, I was budgeting with the assumption that every four years tuition would be the same. And so I'm getting ready for my sophomore year and I get, you know, the notification like, oh, tuition increases this. And I'm, I just remember being like, what? what? <laughs> What's happening? I didn't know that. Enough already. <laughs> right. And I, and that sort of was like my first splash of cold water in the face reality that, oh, yep. these prices are not going to stay the same. So when I'm budgeting for this first year, that's good. And budgeting's still good, but I have to assume that prices are going to go up. Yes. And then plan accordingly. Yep. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the tricky thing because you often don't know how much things will go up. Like mm-hmm. people who have saved for a house, there's no way to plan that mortgages would go up so much right. in, for many years. And so sometimes you can plan and you can save and it just doesn't always work out the way that you think. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to be a planner, but good to also face reality when you need to. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the thing. Like you budget with a plan, but you also this is true life advice for anything you kind of need to hold life with an open hand like things are going to happen that you can't anticipate and expect yeah and you're gonna have to find a way to go with it even yes when you hate it so right yeah budget high is my is always my motto so when fred and i make our budget and we have sort of like an unexpected expense coming up Mm -hmm. we always over budget our expenses and under budget mm-hmm. our like income because then we're pleasantly yes. surprised if we're like we saved this much money for a car or whatever and yes. then wow it was less than that that's amazing then we feel like we're like earning money instead of being like shoot we're this much short yeah so over budgeting is always helpful that's a yeah. that's good i like that budget high yeah, yeah. So we're going to go through these items and we're going to give you some ideas about how you can accept it because you can't avoid inflation unless you want to move to outer space, a jungle somewhere and just not have expenses. Then you have to, you have to accept it. So we're here to help you accept reality mm-hmm. and give you some tips about how to accept. So Jessica, why don't you start us off talking about cars? <laughs> Okay. Um, So obviously carpooling is always an option, especially I think if you're a commuter that has a longer distance, that's going to go a long way. Um, I love being able to take my bike right now where I live, we're getting into the real rainy season. So sometimes it's not the season for a bike, but when it is like, if you can save money in one season, that will be to your benefit in another season. You might have a good public transportation system. Yep. You might be within walking distance of quite a bit of, I know I am, and I don't need to get in my car and drive and spend the gas money. Yeah. Also, when I go out, I usually do have a plan of like, okay, I, I need to go to this place. I can get this, this, and this here. Um, maybe also I originally had a plan thinking, oh, I need these groceries, but I also need this thing. And I was originally going to go to two different locations. 
but maybe both of things are available in one location. So I might change where I go just to avoid driving to multiple places. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So kind of lumping things together instead mm -hmm. of driving to a million different places. Yeah. The other thing with cars is buying secondhand. So yeah. a lot of people save up and buy a used car. And Dave Ramsey always talks about this. And he talks about how like most millionaires don't even drive new cars because they know that cars just go down in value because they know that it's not the best use of your money. So people are like, I need to buy the 2020, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you buy like a car that's 10 years old, you're going to save a lot of money on that. Obviously you want to shop around and you want to buy wisely, yeah. but buying a car secondhand definitely saves money. Yeah. I've heard that between two and four years old is kind of a primo age to buy Ooh. a car because it's still in good condition. So you have a lot of years left on it, but yeah. you're not buying in that brand new mark where the value goes down substantially just driving it off the lot. Yeah, that's a good yeah. tip. Yeah. We are in the market for a car right now because I'm pregnant and we have only had a scooter for the last couple of years, which has been great. So we're in Guatemala and you can scoot around basically wherever you need to go. <laughs> and it's been great. But um, now as I continue to grow and also as we'll have a little tiny human soon, we have been thinking maybe it's safer to have a car. And I've definitely been really shocked by the prices of how mm. much they are here so cars are just more expensive here because to get a nicer one, it's less common. And so mm -hmm. you really want to make sure you get one you can trust and that even ones that are like 10 years old are still like over $10,000. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Oh, so wow. kind of looking around and shopping around and saving up for getting a good car. But before I get a bunch of hate mail from people, I hear you people who are like, I have a baby or I have a family and I'm not going to buy like some junker that's going to keep breaking down. Obviously we don't want you to buy some crappy car that you're not going to be able to have. You do want to have a safe car. So I hear you, but you can still buy a nice safe car that's a couple years old and that is mm -hmm. used without maybe some of the bells and whistles of having a built-in DVD player and whatever. So there are options. Yeah. So let's talk about housing costs. Housing. Oh man. Guys, housing. First of all, I want to say that neither Jessica or I own our own home. So we are coming from a place of <laughs> idealism when it comes to buying your own home. So we just have, I just have a few ideas that maybe, that maybe are going to uh, work for you or maybe not. Mm -hmm. So there are creative ways of buying a house. I think a lot of people, they have this traditional sort of idea of, oh, I'm going to buy this new house or I'm going to buy a house that's on the market. So I'm going to throw some things out there. They might not be for you. But that's okay. So the first option is we've all seen full house. <laughs> what figuring a house? Like this is something that I often think like, why don't more people do this? I think it's kind of crazy sometimes how people are like, I have this four bedroom house for myself and my one child. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, I don't know your life, but I also think that like, what if you could share a house with someone or like get a duplex kind of situation where it's like one house or two separate kind of suites or something mm -hmm. and you could have your own space and then you could share the mortgage. Just an idea guys. Another option is a lot of people are really into the tiny house. So mm -hmm. you can watch tiny house nation on Netflix and you can see all about that, but buying just like a smaller space. Yeah. Uh, we talked to our friends, Emily and Jeremy in episode six about how they moved into an RV to save money and how that's helping them as they're paying off their debt. And a lot of people are doing that nowadays so they can travel with their home. It's a smaller space 
don't have to pay as much for rent. And then there's other kind of non-conventional living that people do. So there is a show on Netflix called Mortgage Free Living with Sarah Beanie. I don't know if it's in Canada and the United States, but it's on here in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And there is so there are so many ways that you can buy a house. So that one episode that I watched, a, a woman turned a boat into her house. She bought a boat. Ah, okay. She pays the docking fee for it and she turns the boat into her house. That is a creative way to not have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Another person bought an old church building. Mm-hmm. So it was a different price because it was like a commercial building that hadn't been used in years and years. And he had to add some plumbing and kind of rearrange some things because it's like a really tall ceiling and all that kind of stuff. But he lives in this old church building and he just mm-hmm. modified it for his own needs. So yeah. I think that sometimes just thinking outside the box yeah. when it comes to buying a house. Um, and also, I think both Jessica and I feel like paying rent if you need to in a place that you're renting is not a bad thing. A lot of people have this like negative idea of like, oh, I'm paying someone else's mortgage for them and I might as well just take out my own mortgage and then at least the money is going somewhere. But one time mom said to me, and this has stuck with me for a long time, she said, you know what? Rent money is not wasted money. You're paying for a place to live. And so if you're paying for a place to live and you don't have the money to buy a house, don't buy a house guys. Like you don't have to do it. You can rent a house and you can, then if your fridge breaks, your landlord has to buy it instead of you. Right. I think that's the thing for renting. That's like, yeah, you are maybe paying somebody else's mortgage, but also you're not having to pay for the upkeep of the house. So you do have other responsibilities taken off of you. So you're paying for that that benefit there. But yeah, renting is fine. But if you're wanting to buy a house, yeah, thinking outside the box, being willing to do some renovations, being willing, buying a fixer upper, being willing to not, what was it you were telling me that Dave Ramsey said that like people want to be like to buy the house that their parents have now but their parents are 20 years ahead of them. Yeah. So just finances. kind of realizing like, it's okay. You don't have to have this big, huge, elaborate house. Be a starter house. Yeah. You don't have to go crazy. You can be content with like a smaller size. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've thought about, I have no idea how this works financially, but I always thought it'd be kind of fun to live in a tiny house. But one thought I've had is that if you had a tiny house and you lived on a plot of land that you bought, as the years went by, you could save up to have a house built on your property. Yes. So you could upgrade from tiny house to regular, regular. house yeah. and you already have the property and the land. Yes. So yeah, there's get creative. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Jess, why don't you talk about food? Yeah. So cooking at home always is going to save you money. Well, I shouldn't say always, but usually it's going to save you money. Buying local produce, buying in-season produce. Yes. Um, shop what's there. Shop what's in season because you're going to pay a lot less for that. We talked about this in the last episode, but eat your leftovers and don't throw <laughs> them away. And oh my goodness, get creative. So I had a roommate and she was so inspirational to me in this way that she um, – she, I don't know if you can call this repurposing, but she repurposed food quite often. So like she would have leftovers from one meal and she would turn it into another type of meal. Yeah. So like, let's say you go to a barbecue with some friends and they don't want the leftovers and they send you home with a big old bag of 
chicken. I mean, you can use that chicken in a soup. You can use it on a salad one day. You can put it on top of nachos. You can, I don't know, like I've gotten stuff from friends that then I put it into an omelet and yeah. Yeah. So just eat it. And it doesn't have to be the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Use it in different ways. Totally. Jess, do you want to also talk about your garden? Yeah. I don't know if gardens are super frugalicious always because you are, um, you're putting money into it in the beginning, but there are ways to like spend a little less. So like soil is one of the biggest expenses. If you can get soil from somewhere, for example, I volunteer at a botanical gardens in town and I am able to at times get some of their used soil and take it home. Also, I do composting, which means I don't have to spend as much on fertilizer and other amendments to the soil. Good one. Plants are so easy to share. Like I have several other friends that love plants. And when they get like extras of one plant, like maybe one plant is producing a lot, they'll share with me. Same thing for me. I'll share with them. Um, So if you grow your own food, like you can have tomatoes all summer long and they taste so much better. Like, I don't know if it's costing me less to buy, to grow my own tomatoes, but I'm happier. Yeah. And Jessica makes what she calls her garden omelets. Mm, So she'll just go out to the garden in the morning and she'll pick a few vegetables and then she'll Mm -hmm. take pictures of her garden omelets of all these things that she got from her garden. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is another way to save your food. Um, So sometimes like you'll have, you'll buy green onions or something and you could just plant those and keep those growing or like celery. You could actually, once you've like cut off the top of the celery, the part where the roots are, you can just stick that into water and the the middle will start growing again. Like you could kind of keep growing. That's smart because a lot of people don't eat the bottom of celery. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you'll get a lot more leaves and a lot less stalks. So yeah, I've done that with garlic too. Like garlic starts to sprout in the fridge and I just sort of plant it. Potatoes start to sprout, throw those in the ground. (laughs) So awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have a very big backyard. Like your space is not huge. But you have your garden beds and you've used your Mm -hmm. space really well to do that. So even if you don't have a huge outdoor space, you could still plant a little garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, plants don't have to be super expensive. They can be. But for example, I just got some strawberries at the dollar store this year. They were selling little strawberry plants for a dollar. And they really, really grew well. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about phones, Beth. All right. So guys, we all know about phones and how you can spend thousands of dollars on a new phone, which is like kind of crazy to me. Like I've sat and thought about it sometimes where I'm like, man, you could buy a laptop for like $500. But if you want a new iPhone, you're going to pay like $1,200. Like that's crazy. So it is a bit crazy. So my suggestion that I always do is I always buy a used phone. So right now I am rocking a iPhone 6S. Mm-hmm. So all y'all who are past the 10s and you're looking down on me, I don't care. I bought it used <laughs> on Craigslist. I think I paid $270 for it and I bought it last year and it's still doing great. 
And I am several models behind, but I'm actually okay with it because it still is working fine and Mm -hmm. works for me. And that person got a little bit of cash. I got a good deal and it all worked out. So buying used phones, selling your old phones, that helps a lot too to offset the cost. of So I have a question about your older phone. So one thing that I found, if I keep a model of a phone too long, the apps don't work well. That's true. And you get to a certain point in the system updates where it stops running things. Yes. I was about to say running things efficiently. What I really mean is running things at all. Like I've, I've had phones that are like, just refuse. It's like, nope, can't download that app. Nope. We're not doing that. Nope. I'm turning off now. We've all been there. Yes. (laughs) So I think there's a fine balance. What are you finding with your phone right now? How's it doing with that? It's doing fine. Um, I had a, what did I have before? I had a 5S before and that one was still working pretty well. The battery wasn't doing super well, Mm. super well. So that's another thing that a lot of people, they don't consider is like, you could replace the battery. Like if you're like, the battery's not doing well, I need a new phone. Guys, you can replace the battery. I think Mm. this is a big thing in our culture that is super different from like the fifties is that if your vacuum broke, you took it to like a vacuum repair person. And now if you're back, throw it out. So I know that in the United States, there's not always as many places to do that. But for example, in Guatemala, people love to repair things. So we had this rice cooker that we bought and it just stopped working one day. And instead of throwing it out, we took it, actually we took it back to the store that we bought it at and they have a Uh repair department And they repaired our rice cooker and they repaired it for free because we bought it there. And yeah, it was great. Or one time, what else did we repair? Our coffee pot was broken. So we took it to someone to repair it. And I think we paid like a few dollars and they repaired it. So if you can repair your phone, uh, change the battery or there's people. I found this guy when I was um, in Canada a couple months ago who did, he does, he calls himself the phone doctor and he like does all kinds of things. So he's like, Hey, your speakers aren't working well anymore. Like the little piece that you like hear in when you're like Mm. holding it up to your head. Yeah. The ear speaker. He was like, you could replace that part. So he did, he did that. And he did, he replaces screens. Like let's say you drop your phone and you crack the screen. A lot of people are like time for a new phone guys. You can replace the screen. Like it's Uh. not like you're totally useless. Also, I sold, we had a couple of old iPhones that were kind of what you were saying when downloading apps as much anymore. One had a cracked screen and I sold them to him and he does repairs on them or he keeps them for parts. Mm. So I, I only, I had two and I sold them for $30. So it wasn't a lot, but they were just sitting in my drawer anyways. I didn't know what I was going to do with them. And I was like, $30 is better than no dollars. Right. So I got rid of them and he is going to be able to use them for his business to help people repair their phones. So there's people who do that too, that buy old phones. Um, but yeah, just like buy a used phone, keep it for a bit longer, even if it's a bit outdated, if it stops downloading apps, then, you know, it's maybe time for a new one, but don't Mm -hmm. always feel tempted to upgrade. A lot of people, they're like, Oh, the new iPhone's out. I have to upgrade guys. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't have to. It's not necessary to always upgrade. So think about things in a different way. And, And a lot of people feel like their phones kind of define them, but your phone is just a tool and it doesn't have to be the fanciest thing you own. And yeah, be responsible with how you use your money because mm-hmm. think about like buying a new $1,200 phone. Like what else could that $1,200 be used for? 
Right. So those are some of our ideas for some of the things that have changed. Uh, if you have any suggestions about flights for crotchety Beth, who mm, does not mm-hmm. like paying for flights, I have found some ways to save money on flights. We did, we talked about that in an yeah. earlier episode as well, but yeah, that's a big one. That's just, I don't have a lot of tips for that except for yeah. budgeting. I know what Jessica does is she has her, your vacation fund that you put mm-hmm. money in every month. And Mm -hmm. so then when you have to buy a plane ticket, you just have money saved up. So that is obviously a great tip, but yeah, that's a hard one that I feel like it's sort of hard to know how to save money on that. Sometimes it just, the flight is what it is. I think with inflation, maybe there's like the two pieces. There's the piece of what can you do to spend less money and save in that way. And then I think the other pieces, like we were talking about the acceptance of, you know what, prices are going to go up. So when you're budgeting for college assume that it's going to go up each year. Right. When you're budgeting to buy a house, think about it assuming, oh, things are going to go up. Repair prices are going to go up. All these things are going to go up. Utility bills are going to go up. Right. So doing that budget high and assume the increase right. as you're budgeting and just accept it. So like one thing I recently had to do was my cash envelope system. Um, what I used to always put in there for grocery money, I was finding just wasn't enough. I yeah. was buying the same, same things, but it was not, it was not lasting me as long because the prices of stuff had gone up. So I just had to accept, okay, I'm putting this extra, this extra money in my, in my grocery budget and that's okay. Totally. Or like gas, like Fred and I, I remember a couple of years ago, we had a certain amount that we would put in our gas envelope. And then we realized like, we just needed more. We had two cars, we were going to different jobs and that's just, we just needed more gas money and you can't change the price of gas. You can't be like, I refuse to pay however much. (laughs) You don't get to haggle. Yeah. Yeah, You can't haggle with gas. You can haggle with other things, guys. Let me tell you, but (laughs) uh, with gas, you can't. So Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that, yeah, if you just need to adjust the budget, that's a good point to just accept it. And, and don't like lie to yourself and be like, I can make it on this amount of grocery money if you actually can't. Yeah. I always feel more powerful once I accept things. Cause then I'm like, okay, I've accepted it. Now what am I going to do about it? Whereas when I'm avoiding it, I just sort of feel like, uh, I feel under its power a little bit, right. but I'm trying to like, just close my eyes really tight and pretend like it's not there. Yeah, totally. Oh, guys, inflation. It's a heavy topic. Heavy topic today. Whew, deep breath. So we're going to dive into the do it or don't for this week. And our challenge to you is think about one thing you have not accepted yet as having inflation. <laughs> one item. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's yeah. flights. Maybe it's cars. Adjust your expectations and also adjust your budget for that thing. So if you're Mm -hmm. saving up for a new car and you're like, I should be able to get a car for this much, but you're realizing that you just can't adjust your expectations and then adjust your budget and you can be empowered like Jessica once you have accepted (laughs) something. Yeah. It's a a free thing that you can do is like free empowerment is just Mm -hmm. accepting. That's right. Um, And then after you've done that, get in touch with us. Tell us what have been some of your most frustrating inflation moments. Um, What is something you've done to prepare yourself for inflation? What is the one thing that you did not accept but have now accepted and changed your budget for? 
You can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on social media at frugaliciouspod. Any way that you can find to get in touch with us, we would love it. And if you're on Instagram, don't forget to use the hashtag thatfrugaliciouslife. We love seeing what people post there. And yeah, talk to us. Yeah, we are all ears. So thanks so much for joining us today. We'll be back soon with some more awesome content for you about how to continue to live a frugally fabulous life. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. to the FOMO. We spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no. Because every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. And where the money's at. We do the budget dance. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Fabulous Atoria. Special thanks to mom and dad for putting money away each month to help us pay for college. Thanks, Thanks. mom. Thanks, Thanks, dad. Dad. You can subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on any new episodes. And we'd love it if you'd rate and review us to let us know what you think. And it also helps other people find the podcast. You can get in touch with us on social media at frugaliciouspod or send us an email at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. And together, let's make the world a more Frugalicious place. Before we get into that, let's talk about though. No, wait, what am I thinking? Train of thought.